0: my point is maybe to say to those you might not know everything and you might be really scared of what's lying ahead or this world that you find yourself in but it's going to be okay if you put in the work do the research you will be okay on the other side
1: welcome back to the tea with nikki we are pro tea not anti coffee the tea with nikki is dedicated to having insightful conversations about feminine leadership and failure to women who are industry leaders whether it's from the sports field to the corporate office or their entrepreneurs. Today, I'm very lucky to sit down with Future Females very own program manager and co-founder, Serena Poseidonot. Serena is currently also working full-time for Excel in Berlin as the program manager. She has been in several business incubators from Techstars and also being part of the Obama Leadership Foundation Fellowship. We have an amazing conversation about how she found herself in a business incubators, why she started Future Females with Lauren. Serena is also a huge advocate of personal and professional development and delves deeper into what those five beliefs are to achieve those. I hope that you enjoy this one and learn so much about what Serena has to say. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your Sunday. I appreciate it a lot. Oh my gosh, of
0: course. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you.
1: So you've been involved with several business incubators in South Africa over the years. What was your initial attraction to your position at Techstars? And can you tell us also what is Techstars exactly?
0: Yeah, so Techstars is one of the top three incubators or accelerators in the world. They are both a VC, so they invest in startups, but they also develop, so a company developer based in the US and all over the world at this stage. You know, they have, they're have they in Africa, obviously in the US, Africa, Europe and Australia. And so they run these programs either with another corporate in a specific sector or a city program which is like it can be any sector so any any idea that you've got they focus mostly on early stage companies and they said they're a vc so they invest in it and they help them specifically around the uh, mentorship and coaching the very big part of of their development and so i took a position as an operations associate with the fintech program that texas ran with barclays in cape town i was doing that at that stage just after I had completed my MBA and what led me there was I did my thesis in my MBA on the lean startup principles and I tested that in a bank so I did a a case study in a bank to see can a corporate run the innovation department on the lean startup principles the reason I chose that was actually because I'm from a production background and in production we most often work with like lean operations so that's kind of like these two things merged for me my lean background my my love for, for this innovation and, and entrepreneurial ecosystem and, and ideas of how to build a business and i thought i want to be part of this world and be involved and in, and help entrepreneurs and that's how i landed with techstars and eventually future females started
1: so speaking yeah. on eventually future females started is that why you also got into starting future females with lauren i know you guys met at techstars So you just had this love for business innovation and these lean principles. How did you two kind of find that love for female entrepreneurship? And also again, a big thanks that otherwise we would have never met and we wouldn't have so many women across the globe
0: what a great journey and yes so lauren and i met as associates on the textiles program the program was 10 startups in the program no female founder of the 10 program of the 10 startups the cohort was 75 people and there were only like five women in the whole cohort which most of these Positions was program teams I members. Mean and we were like, why? So we did a little bit of research. The MD said, you know, women just simply don't apply or quality wasn't that good. And so we knew that. The other thing was, I had obviously just quit my corporate job moving into this entrepreneurial space. Lauren had just she had moved actually from Australia to Cape Town wanting to start a business there and so she was also we were both like exploring the ecosystem what is out there for female entrepreneurs to support them and we kind of like didn't get what or find what we wanted and we were chatting one day what are you looking for and we decided or realized we want the same thing and we were like let's start it let's just have this event and offer the things that we would want to to women I I must say that you will probably know, Future Females is completely customer-focused, though. So we might have started with what we thought women want, but we started then already with massive surveys. We still run them annually to, to make sure that we offer what the women want. For me specifically, I'm driven and from that stage or at that time. I come from Namibia, and Namibia itself is a massive country with small little towns, hundreds of kilometers from each other. So there's like a lot of land and and I'm going to call it like rural areas, you know, underdeveloped. And for me specifically, it's about the woman that's not in the city with all of the resources available to them and how they can build a life that they are proud of and that they are confident and to be able to be independent in that life in these remote areas. So if I wanna do something, I wanna earn some money, how do I do this? And that's why it was so important to build this tech online teaching platform where we can teach women wherever they are to be able to do whatever they want.
1: That's amazing. So in the business school itself for those who might be interested in applying or are looking to start a business, become a female founder. What does the business school entail exactly? What is it that the customers, the students
0: learn? A lot, I must say. We just launched a program now in Namibia and the people came back, they were like, this is a lot. And we're like, yes, it is. And we're very happy that you think that. So it's a 10 week program. We actually give 12 weeks of content, but we realized that you know, it's just so much content that we give some things on your own time. Every week focuses on a different topic, I'm going to say. I literally we start from the beginning. So the first session would be, why? Why are you starting this idea? And with this idea, are you so passionate about this idea that this idea will carry you through the hard times? Because there will be hard times. Times that you want to quit, times that you just want to go back into like a, a, a constant salary. and. From there on, you know, your financials. How do you set up financials? Budgeting, understanding statements. What does taxes look like? Then your customer, who is your ideal customer? How do you do marketing? Which platforms for marketing? How does your messaging look? Branding, the importance of the colors, the logos, the excitement, how to build that website. Then if you're in a scaling, if you're getting ready to employ people, how do you build that culture? How do you employ people? So literally we take you through every phase of a business that's videos but also a lot of like books that we give so you can actually go and do the exercises well wow, yeah. there's a and lot story. of
1: information that is that's amazing and i know yeah. we have so many amazing women that have come out from there launched their businesses and oh my god it's incredible to see a lot of them blossom and how they've just starting to slowly but surely take over the world i'm very excited i know i'm so proud really, of them. <laughs> so what is it that you're currently doing in Berlin at the Metro Excel? Yes, yeah, so
0: I currently live in Berlin and I have a full-time job as a program manager for a corporate incubator, Metro AG, which is a wholesaler in Europe. In this incubator program, we focus specifically on retail and hospitality, later stage startups, and to actually run pilots with the corporate, so with Metro and Metro's customers. That's our aim on the future female side we are aiming and this is what we're working towards right now is our footprint in europe and specifically in germany and the netherlands at this stage and right now that means consistency so it means you know doing what we do consistently building the network meeting partners who would want to work with future females and who could add value to our community and making sure that the community that we are building in these countries are really strong communities, you know, it'sn't just like in and out, but that kind of like drilled down if I can say that, into like the ecosystem. Amazing.
1: And yeah. you touched on it earlier as to why you and Lauren had founded Future Females and gone into that space because in Textiles, I mean it was five women out of seventy five So what do you think could be done to encourage more women to take up space in the tech industry, maybe?
0: You know what, Nikki, I think women in tech, I'm going to call it women in tech now, is such a broad phrase because almost no business can run without technology at this stage. How much tech is part of your business, that can maybe depend on different things, but you should be incorporating tech into your business. You know, if you're not, then it's kind of like a non-negotiable. I would advise yeah. you to incorporate it. It will just be so much more successful. There are different women in tech roles, if I, if I can say it in that way. Some will be more technical, Some some not, you know, some mm-hmm. will be coding which is very technical some some will be like i'm a founder of a tech company but i have a cto who does all the tech stuff and i'm running it or it can be like i'm a freelancer who needs to know all of these different tech tools just to be able to scale my business you know i honestly think we are making the biggest deal of it for me find out what you like what you want mm-hmm. to do and do that if that is coding or copywriting or freelancing or starting your business with an idea, and you don't know how to realize it, just do it like anything else or like everything else in life you want to be successful in or want to do, put the work in, determine where you need help and what type of help you need. and reach out and ask for that. Work hard, be consistent because success is normally on the other side of consistency. Also, we as women, we don't need to be afraid or scared anymore. Mm. There's so much help out there and we actually just need to step out of our comfort zone. This might mean that you're the only girl in the coding class in the engineering class, or a woman pitching to like a whole board of male VCs, or like a VC board of just males. But hey, things are changing and people want to help. So actually, most of the time we are our own obstacle because we can do so much and there is so many people that want to help.
1: No, you're also quite big on personal development as well as professionals. So I stalked your LinkedIn profile and I saw that yeah. you said that you have five, personal and professional development beliefs. So can you please share with us what those are and what they mean exactly? Yes. I must say
0: the day that I decided to put down these beliefs on LinkedIn, I didn't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing you know how how blunt do you want to be on linkedin (laughs) but i actually i might just read some notes because i just want to be reminded of of all of them specifically but i am a boring person i believe in systems i love structure (laughs) so when i say this i know this is so unsexy but i believe that systems provide structure and it makes employees feel safe and that allows companies to scale so systems and procedures will give guidelines to to your employees to know what to do and will also guide decision-making when they need to do things. So if you have to scale and things has to happen fast and a lot of things has to happen, if these structures are in place and these procedures, then people can just refer back to that without having to wait for an answer, having to wait for coaching, you know, all of these things. So systems and structures makes everyone know what's the expectations, what the tasks, how to do it. Very unsexy, very boring, but it definitely helps. In time, then creativity, I believe, is the foundation and the backbone of everything. I also think people think that creativity is maybe just being able to paint the Mona Lisa or, you know, something really beautiful, extravagant. And they don't understand that creativity consumption look very different to what we imagine it to be. One of my mentors on the early stages said to me, Serena, you bring structure to chaos and that's your creativity. So you can, it's almost like know how in movies they have those mathematics and they're just like numbers and figures all over the place. And then at the end, it's like a beautiful reading thing. So he, he explained it to me like that. And I was like, okay, that can be creativity too. And I think we also, lose creativity as we grow up and we just go on these tasks and what do we need to do and all of these things but when we go back to being creative if we allow ourselves to imagine or to build things with our hands or just whatever creativity is for you then you're actually much more productive because there's some joy there's some happiness there's some innovation imagination which feeds the efficiency that you execute on. Anyway, speaking way too long on that one specifically, I obviously, with my operational background, believe that operational excellence help a company scale faster. If you have those things in place and you try to improve on everything all the time, you can't not perform well. I believe that by helping people perform their best, a company can thrive by getting the most value from them. So if you make sure that they're happy at they work, they will be performing well that has a lot of like you know pros and cons and and you have to be sensitive i think there's also a little bit of, of leadership around that you need to understand your people and and have some empathy and compassion for them mm-hmm. what is important to them how do they function how do, how do you communicate with them how do you motivate them and sometimes there's some blockers and if you can help them with that they will excel at their business or at their, at their role and it will just help your business i believe and then My last thing probably also like a personal value of mine which i just believe in life (laughs) it should be is compassion if you can treat people with compassion everything will be fine life is hard life is difficult and we never know what's going on in someone else's life Mm -hmm. so if you can just have that compassion and patience with and for someone else you will make their lives and your lives much much easier and that one day might pass where you might have been frustrated because one person didn't do what you wanted to at this stage but because you showed that compassion that person might have been able to go through that day and come back tomorrow with like 150 percent energy i really wish that for the world if i was miss world i'd probably say my wish for the world is compassion
1: i love that you say systems and structures are so boring but i am a very similar personality type i love systems in place because i also believe that you know efficiency is key and then there's mm. room for creativity to tweak the design to make it better to create that efficiency if people know what to expect and what is expected of them then mm. kind of little less room for error so i'm on this page as you when it comes to that okay good you're also infamously known in the future females communities for your quote don't sit in your shit So what do you mean by that exactly? And how can one avoid sitting in their own shit?
0: Life is hard, you know, as I said before, and I'm the first person to say that if you're going through a hard time, be kind to yourself. Get give yourself some time, self-compassion, love, be kind to yourself. But at a stage, we need to decide if we sit and be stuck or get out of it, no matter how hard it is. And most often, this is a decision. It's a conscious decision to get out of the difficult situation. Most of the time also probably the situation that you're in is the unwanted thing that you didn't get what you hoped for or things turned out different. And so for me, it's just, yes, bad things happen. Kind of like part of life, but You know it does happen and it's okay to to sit in it and feel it and be kind to yourself but at a stage we need to stand up you need to stand up make that conscious decision to say okay i'm walking the other direction not going to sit in this problem anymore it's going to be hard it's going to go against everything that i wanted and hoped for but it's going to be okay i'm choosing to to walk on and to move on and get out of this situation that's That's basically it for me.
1: So what is your proudest moment of being the Future Females co-founder or one of them?
0: Oh my gosh, Nikki, that is probably the most difficult question. We reflected a little bit on this also in our thousand days with Future Females. I can't even remember what I said then. At that stage, we had just also Finished the obviously we had just finished a thousand days, which is like great. Number one, we had just gone through COVID lockdown. You know, we the team had to start working remotely, getting used to that. We had to onboard people during the lockdown, which was super difficult. How to share the culture. And the team did so well. We pivoted in our like on our chapters leg, we pivoted to online events, how the team just embrace that and the ambassadors they just did so that was so nice also we just ran the your income summit which was such a massive success like six more than six thousand people signing up for that for so many proud moments i must say now where i am today every friday at two o'clock i actually have like a calendar pause to reflect on the week personal learnings but also then for for the business and right now i feel like every week there's things that now i'm the happiest i always sent the team which you are part of would probably go like serena's so soppy every friday but i if i don't say it like in friday drinks i would probably send a message to say hey this is the things that was just wonderful this week and just hands up to you all so i don't actually have a, a favorite one this week that just passed we signed three massive deals for future females which i'm so so proud of for the team and of lauren so right now this week was probably the most amazing week for me about future females and i'm also sure it's going to change next week when we actually implement it then. so many things sorry for not one thing in specific i just think right now it's a wonderful wonderful journey it's
1: amazing and i just want to circle back quickly to what you said so every friday to you take a pause from the week to just reflect back on it and what is it do you yeah. be grateful for or to reflect what the week brought? What is it that you do exactly every Friday?
0: So some time ago actually, I believe in this growth mindset thing. And so there's a couple of questions which the growth mindset would actually like prompt you to ask yourself. What did you learn? What did you also experience which you learned from? So there might be specific things that you that you learned during this week, oh this and this, but then there were also situations that you might have learned from if you reflect if you go and think like oh, okay this happened but so there's a couple of questions and i would pause on that and go like okay what did i actually learn what will make me better next week in like handling different things like on hard skills on soft skills and communication but then also what did i achieve for the work so i have this pause actually every friday at two just sometimes it's a long, I, I block it normally for an, for an hour. I never, I never, I can never stick to that, but a little bit of a consciousness to go like, okay, reflect, what did you learn? What can you take forward? What didn't work? What do you want to drop? But that is that consciousness.
1: Yeah. That's so much. That's so good, I think as well. Cause then it helps you to fine tune and take a beat and a pause because we're always rushing to do everything and get to the next thing. And then what's next, what's next, what's next? But we forget sometimes to take a step and look at what we've achieved and what has been what we've gotten so, so important so, and the final thing <laughs> that i ask every guest is what does feminine leadership mean to you or how would you define it
0: <laughs> there's so much to say about this specific topic i want to start off with this one specifically there's nothing wrong with you if you are soft and kind and compassionate Like, I think so many women think that they need to show up with the masculine energy Mm -hmm. that they see or that they perceive are successful men in business. So that isn't necessary. I want to say that specifically. Number two, we aren't that different from men. And leadership isn't that different. We as women might just execute it differently. We most of the time need to do the same things. And as I say, we will just do it differently. So we will have... Maybe a different kind of compassion or a different kind of, or a different way that we communicate it. And so we don't need to show up in this way that we think men are running the business. I'm also conscious of the fact that we have this idea of what women and men are around being, you want to call it soft or hard. And it's not always like that. I have met women with... <laughs> I'm going to say more masculine energy or harder energy than than men themselves have. For me, there's actually no such thing as feminine leadership right now. There are good leadership principles. And for me, an example that would be like compassion, communication, the things every single leader will and should do and incorporate in their leadership style most important for me is that you are who you are and decide who you want to be as a leader we all have people that we look up to and that could be people it could be you know your parents it could be people in your society it could be people in your workspace that you go like oh that's a nice leader that's all that's one trait that i really like Mm -hmm. so incorporate that into your style don't try to be someone else take these different traits that's beautiful for you and incorporate it in yourself don't try to be someone else and respect the people that you lead in the way that you would have wanted to be treated and then you'll be fine. That's what I believe.
1: That's wonderful. So now we move to the segment that I like to refer to as the ABCs. So starting with A, what was your affluent, aspiring aha moment? It
0: probably was that MBA thesis, Nikki, when I decided to merge my operations background in manufacturing to or with my newfound love for innovation and entrepreneurship I didn't even think I would ever want that but combining these two really changed my life so I I obviously quit my corporate job within weeks with no you know planned savings and Lauren and I you know we, we say to entrepreneurs don't just jump if you don't have savings. Like there should be some support system. So I would not advise anyone to do what I did. I did it, but that piece has definitely changed my life. It pivoted from a corporate, from specifically, you know, a lot of laboratory work into, this entrepreneurial space, this world that opened up for me, different mentors, yeah. That thesis was, was my change. Amazing.
1: B, what was a blunder turned to blessing?
0: I am blessed enough that there was no blunder. <laughs> so that's wow. number one. But I must say, during Tech start, the specific, obviously coming from a food production background, I didn't know anything. I really I knew nothing the learning curve was so big and so I had this notebook and I remember it was red beautiful now if I think about it I had this notebook that I just wrote everything every word that I didn't understand everything that's that someone said which didn't make sense I wrote it in that notebook and in the evenings I would go and research it or I would schedule a meeting with my MD or I know Shirley was was part of that program and say what does this stand for what does this mean or And I think for many people, I might've been like the blunder. I mean, what the hell, who are you? But my point is maybe to say to those, you might not know everything and you might be really scared of what's lying ahead or this world that you find yourself in, but it's gonna be okay. If you put in the work, do the research, you will be okay on the other side.
1: See, what was a comical cinematic moment?
0: So I'm gonna share something now, which probably I should not be sharing, but... (laughs) When I was working working for an employer, at a stage I've had problems. I was kind of like doing like research on the internet, and you know when you read a a blog and there's some links and then it, you can click on it and it opens up another article which isn't the name of the words that was written in you know the specific. So then they might go like, okay, the biscuit and then you don't even know what biscuit, but okay, then it opens up. So it doesn't always like whatever's highlighted or hyperlinked isn't the exact thing. What opened up when I clicked that was something about, you know, a sexual uh, blog. I had problems with my computer at that stage. So IT had to dial in on me. And so Um, obviously, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So the rest I don't have to say. So when IT went onto my phone, onto my computer, they 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 found sexual or whatever thing which I wasn't even reading, but it was just open on my computer. Like I blush even just thinking about this now. It was really a horrible experience because working for someone. And then that's on your computer. It's just like um, you not you think about the people where they go like, oh, those people are looking at porn after hours, and you go like, why would people even do that on a work computer? A work computer,
1: like, <laughs> <shame. Sorry. laughs> I can just imagine <laughs> oh, blushing. Anyway, now it's time to move to the challenge section.
0: Does it make sense? Is that a bed? No. Okay. Anything? Wait. Oh my pen! My pen oh. is dying because I like, it's it doesn't no, I need a pencil. Nikki, you have to pause this. <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Okay.
1: Oh my goodness. Bring yeah. it a bit closer? Okay. A cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute. No. Other. An adder. adder. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, close. I was there. The trajectory okay. was. Okay. Are you ready?
0: Okay. Let's go. Um.
1: um. Oh, leave. No. <laughs> uh feather yes feather yes it's like this looks like a leaf it doesn't look like a feather well i got it within seconds so you're good perfect let's do one more okay ooh okay the bread yes <laughs> oh it's too easy but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got one as well. This one's gonna be a little bit more difficult. Gonna see my okay. drawing skills go. So.
0: A mouse. Mm. Rabbit. Dog.
1: No. Um, oh. A monkey. Yes quick fire so it's questions that you haven't seen you haven't been able to prepare for so just say whatever comes to the top of your head and so hey. you're a morning person or evening person
0: neither I'm ten to three
1: okay Mid-day. okay that's a good one <laughs> are two books
0: that changed your life I love the shack and radical candor also really good about giving feedback having tough conversations negative constructive feedback hard conversations awesome
1: and three people that you would have over for a dinner party dead or alive
0: princess diana she was always my my favorite probably like michael jackson and i guess i'll have my dad over oh nice what's your favorite tea oh it's called be happy tea someone actually gave it to me in like this lucky packet present and i have It's like be happy tea. It's like so. It's not a normal tea. It's like this mixture of things. It's got since I'm in Germany, citron, but it's got lemon, cinnamon, ingber is garlic and black pepper in. It's really great. Garlic and black pepper with cinnamon and lemon. That's
1: very interesting.
0: Very interesting. It's really nice and also be happy tea. Yeah, that's
1: (laughs) so sweet. What is something in your daily routine that you could not live without? I am religious. And that is one thing
0: that is non-negotiable for me. Spending time with God is definitely something that I do every day and enjoy and celebrate.
1: That's amazing. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Serena, for joining me on your Sunday and for answering my questions and having some tea with me and showing me your favorite tea.
0: Yes. I'm going to send it to you, Nikki, or when ah. I see you again, I'll, I'll bring you like a cup, like a um, little box.
1: Thank you so much for this. Thank it was lovely. So, I hope. That you enjoyed that thoroughly. I honestly admire and love Serena's cool, calm, collected stature. She is so graceful in everything that she does and her pure passion for entrepreneurship, innovation, as well as personal development. A key takeaway that we can take from Serena is that even if you are soft, compassionate, and empathetic, it does not make you weak, and there is strength in that as well. Make sure that you know who you want to be as a leader and be true to yourself as that's the only best way you can be.